Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two ladies on an adventure. Listen along every 10 days or so as we cook a dish we like. Quest about cannabis education. Or chat with someone we respect. You can find more information about this episode at highgluttony.com. Thanks for joining us, gluttoneers. Off we go. Let's get to it. I tried to grow, grow pot this year and I kept waiting and thinking they would get a little bit bigger and my plants never did. So I finally harvested them last Saturday. <gasps> oh my God. These are my two plants. They are sticks about six to seven inches long and they have about six buds on each stem. So it's the They're saddest. Teeny. It looks like a lollipop like three lollipops <laughs> on one stick like oh it's so sad I know what happened so they just had a rough year everybody had a rough year COVID <sighs> I mean you know I probably I told you that I was kind of experimenting with not buying fertilizer anymore and just using the rabbit fertilizer I don't know if it's just not the right thing for pot plants or what but i ended up breaking down and buying the fertilizer I've used before. And I put it on the other plant in the garage that was still on the vegetative side. And I don't know what's going on because it perked up real nice for a minute. And now it's like looking real sad again. So I don't know if I've now overdone it with the fertilizer on it. Now I've killed that one. Just I not having a great ear with the with growing pot. So it looks like we're going to be spending a lot more money on pot this winter. Bummer. Well, that is sad. And luckily you're in an area where you can get a lot of options. This is true. So what are you smoking right now? I had a pure beauty sativa joint before we got started or half of a joint because I can't have a full one. I get too high because we know Gretchen's limit now. The good news is, is that the, these joints in particular, and it does depend on the joint, but these are like 100% sativa. The, they're really, they're like mini joints. They're really small. So I usually, if I do like a half of one, it's good. Plus it's really perky weed. It lifts, it lifts, it lifts. Hopefully it'll just keep lifting and I'll be coherent through the rest of this. But what are you smoking? I've got a Jack Herrera pen. I used this when we made pistachio paste and that's fitting because we'll be using that again today. But before we talk more about that, what are we drinking? I'm having a Pellegrino blood orange soda with bourbon. What are you drinking? Almost the same thing, but I found these blood orange tonic cans. That's like an apple cider vinegar tonic kind of thing. And Hmm. so I'm having that with bourbon and it's delightful. So that's got like apple cider vinegar in the tonic. Interesting. Mm -hmm. They had it on Imperfect Foods. Cool. I know. (laughs) Super cool. We're both smoking some fun things. We're drinking some fun things. We've mentioned pistachio paste. What are we making today, Gretchen, that we're going to be using that paste with? We are making triple pistachio 
rolls. So there's pistachio in the dough, there's pistachio in the filling, and the frosting is pistachio because we are <laughs> using our pistachio paste in all three of those components. Very exciting. Super pistachio. All the pistachios. I guess we can't get enough of them. No, no, never. Mm-mm, mm-mm, never. And this is basically just the second part of the pistachio paste recipe kind of, but it is Stella Parks. Do you want to tell me like real quick what the difference is between like a lean dough versus an enriched dough? Because I know we've made naan, which was a lean dough, correct? Yes, that was a a lean dough. Okay. And this is going to be an enriched dough? Like super duper enriched dough. Because not only, I mean, most enriched doughs are, you know, at most you'll have milk and butter that you use in the actual dough itself. And that just helps make like a much more tender bread. So that fat kind of melts in with your gluten and makes this lovely, lovely tender bread. Mm. So you've got the pistachio paste, which already has the pistachios themselves, which have oil in them, and the mixture of oils that I used in the almond oil that I, you <laughs> use. Then we are putting in some Greek yogurt, any fat level. I got whole milk, but then we also added another two ounces of oil on top of that. I was like, I felt like there was like one more fat. So yeah, there's <laughs> four types of fat in this dough. It's very, very fatty. It's like every ingredient is fat and then there's flour. Yeah, pretty <laughs> and much. And some sugar. Yeah. And some, no, and some yeast. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeast, yeah. Yeah, all three of those. <laughs> so enriched meaning lots of fat. Fat, yeah, fat. <laughs> okay, okay. Fat. Enriched is just fat. In this case, like there's enriched means different things in different areas. But when you're talking about dough, enriched is just means you're putting a lot more fat in it. And this one has a lot, a lot of fat. Totally. We're rushing a little bit today. So we're kind of pushing this process, which is supposed to take quite a lot of time. And we had heard about this technique of using the microwave to help proof. So we're going to test that out, right, Gretchen? Yeah, but we're not using the heat on the microwave. We're really just using the, the microwave as a proofing box more than like using the microwave to proof. So we'll test that out. And then are there any other experiments we're going to be doing today with these? No, because this is a Stella Parks recipe. Once again. From Serious Eats. <laughs> Once again. So maybe I'll read the ingredients. Go for and it. And then you can talk to us about the equipment and we can give just like a quick overview of what we'll be doing. Mm-hmm. For the filling. We're going to be using seven and a half ounces of that pistachio paste, which is about three-fourths of a cup, and then two ounces of unsalted butter, which is about five tablespoons, and that needs to be at about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. For the dough, we're using 18 ounces or about four cups of all-purpose flour, plus a little more for when we're rolling it out. Then we're going to need two in, two teaspoons of instant yeast, 
two teaspoons of kosher salt or about half as much if you are using table salt, 10 ounces of homemade pistachio paste about at about 70 degrees Fahrenheit again, eight ounces of plain unsweetened Greek yogurt. This is about one cup. Any percentage will do. Like Gretchen said, she used, she used whole. I used whole also. Four ounces or about a half a cup of milk. I had 2% or whole, I or had 2% open. So I just used that. You used whole again. That also needs to be at about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So all of these fats need to be not cold. Yeah, room, room temperature is what we're going for. And then two ounces of roasted pistachio oil. And I have almond and that's about five tablespoons. Are you, you're, are you doing almond here or... I'm doing almond with a little bit of roasted hazelnut just to do that like slightly neutral oil and then have the toasty flavor that Stella really wants us to have for this. Fair enough. And then lastly for the dough there, it's four ounces of blanched, peeled, and lightly toasted pistachios. Yeah, that's, but part that's of actually the... more for the filling. Right? Filling. Yeah, that's okay. like when we go to roll it out. So it's not going in the actual dough, it's going into the center. Okay. And I actually don't have any of those. It says <laughs> optional. So, okay, perfect. And then lastly, for the frosting, this is six ounces or about three fourths cup of heavy cream, and then two and a half ounces or about one fourth cup of the homemade pistachio paste. So that's all our ingredients. What world level are we talking about here? Dough has proven a little tricky for us. (laughs) Some people are really good with dough. Bread baking is not necessarily my forte. And also because there's multiple steps and trying to get the texture right. And I mean, you'll probably end up with something sort of a a delicious mess, but some will look better than others. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what your assessment is. But I think I should put the expectation out there that this might be a little bit challenging especially because they've got this, the, the cutting the dough with the string technique that we're going to be using. So that, that's a little bit of a, a thing to get used to. Uh-huh. Yeah, we shall see how that goes. We shall see how it goes. <laughs> so you said there's a couple of steps. It's a little bit complicated. What overview are those steps? So we're going to start by making the filling. Or oh, actually, sorry. That's how she starts, but we're going to start by making the dough because we need to let that rest for at least 45 minutes because of that enhanced speed fermenting that we are trying to do. So we're hoping to speed it up a little bit. And then while our dough is cruising to a a rising, (laughs) not a bruising, while it's doing its first rise, we're going to then do our filling and our frosting. Both of those can be made ahead of time and held on to. If you can't do all of this stuff in one day, you can spread things over a couple of days. The original recipe even says that you should ferment them once you get them rolled out overnight. So a kind of a long process. Then we will do a second knead on it, punch it down and roll it out. We'll use our filling on that, spread it around and then roll that up. And then we're going to cut the cut that using the floss technique. And then we put it into the pans and let it rise overnight. And we'll, we'll do the baking part of this on our own. So this is a time travel episode. It is a time travel episode. Okay. So not too bad. It is quite a lot of steps, but it's manageable. Yeah. Okay. 
so you mentioned the floss. Is there any other special equipment that we'll need? Just a stand mixer to make the, the frosting and the, and the filling. And a rolling pin, maybe? And a rolling pin. Maybe you could substitute things, but having a rolling pin is very handy. So our very first step is to make the dough. Yes. And talk me through exactly what that's going to look like then. That's a good idea. We are going to mix together our yeast and our flour and our salt and just kind of put it together. We also need to blend all of our wet ingredients or all of our fatty ingredients. So our pistachio paste, our milk, our yogurt, and our oil are all going together. And I've already mixed mine. It's been, I used a burr mixer. I've already mixed mine too. And I used a whisk. And how did that work for you? Was it okay? It was pretty lumpy, but it was fine. Yeah. It'll melt into the dough. You might have some like streaks of pistachio and I don't think you're gonna mind. So (laughs) yeah, not a problem. (laughs) So after you've mixed your dry ingredients and you've got your pre-mixed wet ingredients, just going to add the wet ingredients right in there, start the mixer on low and let it go for quite a while. She, she says 25 minutes. It's a long mixing process for, for this one. And that's due to the fact that it's got so much fat in it. Your gluten's going to have to work a lot harder to kind of get around that fat and make inroads, work on trapping that air. It's a long kneading process. And then we're going to set that aside to rise. And we're going to test that quick proofing method right after. Talk me through it again. We're putting a water, a glass of water in the microwave and heating it up. Yeah. Measuring, measuring cup, something microwave safe. And so you're just going to put that in there uh, for a few minutes, let it steam up the inside of the microwave. And then you're going to real quick, open the door and put your bread inside. Just move your water out of the way a little bit and use that as a proofing box. And hopefully all will be good and take a lot less time, a lot less than two hours to rise. We're fingers crossed. Yeah, really, really fingers crossed. So we will see. Okay, should we start first step, making our dough? Okay. All right. All right. So we've got our dry ingredients in the mixer. Let's go ahead and add our wet ingredients. Just pour them all in. (laughs) I'm checking. (laughs) Add to the fire. Okay, yeah. Let's go all at once and turn on the mixer. And what speed, sorry, for the mixer? Remind me. Uh, We're going to go a little low because we're just trying to get things mixed together. And that just goes for 25 minutes? I mean, yeah. It's it's a stir to form a very dry, shaggy dough. But yeah, with the hook attachment, yeah, basically, we just need to maybe take it up one more notch. Okay. All of my stuff's incorporated now, so I'm kicking it back down to low or okay. stir. We're going to go for 25 minutes. Okay. So I, might, I might have to add some flour. Mine's pretty wet. Is it? <laughs> Not even forming like the right consistency at all. I'm going to get the flour out. I'm going to let it go for a little bit just in case that'll make a difference. But mine's really, mine's really wet. I'm going to put in... You know what? I'm going to use a little measuring cup. I'm going to add a third of a cup because that's the measuring cup I have available. <laughs> yeah, I didn't add a whole third of a cup. I only added about half that. Okay. Okay. It's been about 20 minutes now. I think mine's almost good as far as the kneading goes. Mine's pretty sticky. Mine is still sticky too. I added a okay. little bit more flour. Okay. Okay, so once this is done, I'm going to put it in a wooden bowl. Is that okay? I'd oil the bowl first. Okay. And then um, cover it. And then cover it. 
Okay. Yeah. I Should just I use make, the almond oil. Yeah. Go for it. Just make sure it's oiled. Yeah. The, uh, just because it's also wood. And so mm-hmm. I feel like the creep into it a little bit more unless you oil it. So. Okay. And then we just pop it in the microwave for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I'm almost at 23 minutes. Okay. So very wet. No. Yeah. It's so sticky. It's really sticky. I'm going to have to go more because it is definitely not tearing or stretching into a sheet without tearing. It's just falling apart. Mine stretches if I grab like a big chunk of it and pull it up, it stretches up, but it's not thin. It's real thick. Yeah. All right. I'm going to kind of dust around the outside of the bowl with the, with some flour. I'm kind of scraping it off the bottom a little bit. And then I'm going to kind of just dust around the outside with flour so that it can kind of bring it in a little bit at a time. So I'm about to turn my mine back on. Yeah. I think the humidity is high over here. What is the humidity here today? Like keep adding flour and it is 76%. That's probably why. Mine's still pretty sticky, but it's better. Yeah, mine definitely looks better. So I'm gonna assume probably good. Okay. See, it's still tearing, which is amazing because there's so much fat in this dough. I think that's part <laughs> of the problem. It's just because as I said, this is sort of a super enriched dough because you got that fat and more fat and fat. <laughs> Got your milk fat, you got your yogurt fat, you got your pistachio paste fat, and it's just, uh, it really gets in the way of those strands of gluten. So are you transferring yours to another bowl now? No, I'm going to, I got, mine's still not going for a sheet. What exactly is meant by a sheet? So you should be able to like try to pull it and, and not maybe read through it entirely, but like you should be able to see light through it. I have a long way to go then. Yeah, mine is like just tearing. And tearing and tearing. It's so thick. That's why I'm like, I gotta speed it up a little bit here to see if that'll help because this is where mine's at. I'm coming over to show you. I think yours, let's go with that. It's certainly uh, not see throughable. It's very thick, but I worry about continuing to go. Definitely don't want to over need. Yeah, mine just keeps breaking. Hmm. I don't really want to keep going. Okay. It's been <laughs> 32 minutes now. Okay. So yeah. It's just. It's so sticky. Well, okay, we just so have now- to sort of adjust our plans here and work with a slightly wetter dough. I am transferring it into the container. Okay. Since we still need to make our filling. So we're doing this a little out of order according to Stella's, but since we have things to do in between while we let this rise in the microwave. I wonder if part of the reason you're supposed to do the filling first is that there, it's just all that paste and then butter so you get like a greased bowl and it makes it stick together more maybe I don't know oh maybe okay mine is in the I was gonna say the refrigerator but I meant microwave so okay almost there with you left the water in there yeah I have I had room for both that steam's gonna help push that fermentation a little bit harder okay step one <laughs> huh well see dough is just not cooperating today that was a mess That was, wow. So what, we ended up mixing it for over 30 minutes and added more flour. I probably added another quarter cup, maybe a little bit more. Oh, I added way more than that. But that's because it's like, oh, now it's 82% humidity. So it's even gone up in the last like little bit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that was the first, yeah, Kenzie's back with feelings again. So. So the dough was tougher than we thought. That was... We couldn't get it to be thin and not tear apart. 
And we have to say things have not gotten much better since then. Our microwave trick wasn't as successful as we thought it was going to be. So we had to reroute and we turned our ovens on to 200 and just put the the bowl with the dough on top of the oven to try to yeah. push that along. It's been fun. And yeah. we didn't want you to have to sit through all of that. So we've done a quick catch up of what the last like 45 minutes have looked like. And now we're just going to go check our dough and then start our filling. Yes. This looks like it's working. Okay. Still not, not exactly where I'd hoped it would be. I don't, okay. Gonna... I'm curious about what yours looks like. Okay. I'm going to show you mine. Okay. Well, hang on. That's okay. I'm coming. Huh. Yeah. Yours isn't risen at all either. What the fuck? Uh-oh. I'm going to flip mine over, actually, because I feel like the bottom of it is warmer than the top. So I'm just going to flip it over and push push things along here. It's still really dense, too. Yeah. Is fast-acting yeast the same as rapid-rise yeast? It says not rapid-rise. C-note. I get confused about what instant, instant yeast is versus rapid-rise. I always forget this. Ah, instant yeast does not require hydration prior to use and is suitable for cold and cold fermentation, making it distinct from both active dry and rapid rice yeast. <laughs> Shit. So what kind of yeast do I have? I have active dry. We might have the wrong sort of yeast. We might have a problem. <laughs> oh, no. I also just realized I don't have enough paste. So I would short the filling. Here's what I'm kind of thinking. I figure we'll just go ahead and roll it out. We'll fill it and we'll let the second rise do more of the heavy lifting than the first one. Cause I, maybe our first attempt at pistachio rolls is a failure. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe we will learn many valuable lessons today. Okay. So we're going to make our filling now. All right. So I'm going to do one ounce of butter. I think it says two. I'm just going to do one. Okay. I still think you should do two ounces of the butter. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> and it, what attachment is it on the stand mixer? The beater is what we're using for this guy. The beater yeah. is the tree thing? Yep. The tree thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, two ounces of unsalted butter or about five tablespoons. So we're just going to toss this in the mixer and my butter's good and warm. Is yours good? Yeah. So how long is it going to go for? Should take just a couple minutes, in my opinion, to whip this up. It just says until creamy and smooth. So two to three minutes, probably. <laughs> On what speed? Let's see. I'm going to go medium. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, that looks about right to me. It tastes really good. Yeah. <laughs> fat and fat. All right. Are we rolling our dough out then? Yeah. I'm going right. to. I'm just going for it. How big is it supposed to get? 13 by 13. No, 13 inch square. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I'm pretty sure this is at least a 13 inch square. Well, it's How sort thick of, is yours? It's pretty thick. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. look, like I'm doing it on this, this uh, cutting board, but it's, it's decently thick. So. Okay. Okay. I need a minute more. My, yeah, mine was much. So I think mine improved at least part of the way. Is yours just really stiff? No, it's actually kind of soft now. I did flour up a lot of my, the board and my pin, my rolling pin. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So I think that's helping. Yeah. 
Okay, I think we've got a pretty thick-ish, thick, very thick square, but here we go. Okay. So now we top it with the stuff. Okay. Our filling. She wanted us to put it in a piping bag and kind of spread it out over the dough, but nah. I'm not really having a problem here. <laughs> yeah. Keep spreading it around. Like, ooh, it's pretty. Zen garden. <laughs> We're rolling uh, it up now. All right. Yeah. Pretty tight. Roll into a log. Ending seam side down. So we're just going to start rolling. Yeah. Sort of start on this edge. Closest to you. Yeah. That should roll fairly easily. My filling is squishing out. My log is getting bigger. (laughs) My filling filling seems to have done just perfect. Maybe I had too much butter. Mine's like all plopped out. Let me see. Oh, it just kind of squeezed out the side. Yeah. Oh, you can just scrape that up and put it in your frosting. Perfect. (laughs) Or in my mouth. Or in your mouth. Yeah, I'm not, I won't (laughs) judge either way. (laughs) And now for the floss part. And now for the floss. So talk me through this part. So we just need um, about an eight inch strand. And unflavored is important. Unscented. Yes, unscented. Or just really old so it doesn't have any scent left. And (laughs) so you're going to kind of pick up one end and you want to go to halfway through, halfway across your log. So you're supposed to pull it like this. Oh, so you go under one side out up the other and yeah. then cross the pops. sides yeah. over. Okay. So, and then, so you like kind of go in half and half. So like you divide the, the total log, go halfway into the one half. Wow. This is a fucking cool trick. Wait, does it go right into the pan then? As soon as, yeah, as soon as you cut them, they go in the no, pan. No, do we line the pan or oil it or anything? Oh, I rub mine with a little butter. But butter. Yeah. Okay. Um, these are going to be absurdly large rolls. Cool. Super satisfying. Yeah, it is. How are you getting it like under though? I'm picking up one side and then moving. Okay. It. Okay. Okay. And how thick are they? Okay. So it says go under until you reach the middle. I was lifting it up because mine's kind of sticky. And it actually says to cut each half into six equal portions, not eight. Six. Yeah. So it's like half and then a, a, a uh, and then okay, that half yeah. by thirds. Got it. Woo. Except I've already gone far down this. Uh, I've already started doing this with half uh, and do eight pieces. So I'm clearly not even reading it in the first place right now. So <laughs> anything you tell me is Why? the truth. Yeah. We, we're just going to bake with wild abandon here. <laughs> so let's say I only wanted to make six of these at a time. How do I so, save this or... Since we've been through our initial proofing, you would just put these in a pan like you are now and then stick them in the freezer. And before you go ahead and bake them, get it out at least like overnight before you need them so that they can sit in the refrigerator or sit on the counter and defrost. Okay. And, and they'll, and that way they'll, um, they'll go through that second fermentation. Okay. Now I'm going to point out because I just thought about this and now that we've kind of discovered we might've had a problem with our yeast that in that article I read, she said to add add extra yeast. Oh, oops. So if we were going to freeze them, we probably needed to add extra yeast. yeast. I did not think about that until just a second. (laughs) Here's my first pan. Oh, yours are pretty. They look good. Yeah. Mine are a mess. Let's see. They're like not separating. (laughs) Oh, Oh boy. Your dough is like wet, I think. It just like absorbed all of the filling, I think. I think it just soaked <laughs> it up. 
Oh, we need to practice bread more. Yeah, I guess. Or <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I need to find another pan too, because this is not enough pans. Regardless, I hope they taste, they should taste good. <laughs> yeah, they taste really good. <laughs> <laughs> These are just going to look like blobs. Delicious blobs. <laughs> I'm going to put the put some plastic wrap over these and put them in the refrigerator since we've had enough fun with this for today. And then we can make the frosting real quick after I put these in the fridge. Should we do a quick status check? It's been a whirlwind. Okay. Okay. So we've got, we've done our rolls. We rolled, so we them. rolled it all out. We did our filling. We made our logs. We diced them up with our floss. Super satisfying to do that. This whole process has had really satisfying components and it's been super complicated for some reason because that's what we do to ourselves becca that's what we do here (laughs) yikes so the so our dough part's done our filling part's done and now we just have to make our frosting frosting yep and our now rolled out rolls our created rolls are in their pans resting overnight in the refrigerator yes Talk me through this last step of the frosting. How are we doing this? We're actually both going to do this in our stand mixers. Woohoo! Oh no, I forgot to chop up my toasted pistachios and put them in the fill- in the filling. Oh no, they're going fail, on top. Fail, fail, fail. Yeah, they're going on top. My heavy cream has been out. I think that's okay because it wasn't supposed to necessarily like be whipped. <laughs> this is about three fourths cup of heavy cream and two and a half ounces of the pistachio paste yes and we're just putting that in our stand mixer and going yeah pretty much it what are we looking for just something that looks like frosting (laughs) yep that is exactly what it says in the recipe it says whip until it looks like frosting so okay like all righty if you insist Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's roll. I'm going to start on kind of a low speed to get the, to break the paste up a little bit first. So, okay. I just didn't want it to be in one big piece and like fly around the bowl or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it's not, my bowl's too deep. Is yours a flip up or is it a arm swing? Do you, do you have to do this to get it to go up or is the top go up and down? The top goes up and down. I don't have <laughs> any more heavy cream though. I have half and half our milks. Uh, half and half is going to be better. Okay. Then. And maybe get some powdered sugar and toss it in there. Well, I thought mine was going okay, but it's not looking particularly thick and frosting-like yet, so. Yeah, mine's real soupy. Oh, I should have had you put butter. I can add some more. Yeah, add butter, because that's going to be your more stable fat. Here, just throw a bunch of shit in the mixer and mix it up. I know. It goes. Well, now I'm like, I don't know what's in here. Although mine is not working very well. <laughs> so mine is not working well at all. I just have a bunch of lumpy butter and chunks of paste and soup. Yep, mine's very, very soupy. Um, well then. Tastes good, but it's soupy. There goes the last of my paste. I, I would say try adding more powdered sugar. Do you have I any more? quite a lot and a lot more butter. Okay. And now it's just weird. Let me see. Can you like see it? It like looks like buttermilk. It does look like buttermilk. Uh, I think because I added the half and half and it was cold, like probably too cold. And so the butter is like cold again. Oh. Like the bowl is cold, you know? 
So I might just let it sit for a little while. Okay. And then I was going to say, or put it in the fridge until tomorrow and then take another crack at it. Okay. And just let it get real cold and then try and beat it together. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I might just go get some more whipping cream tomorrow and make some whipped cream <laughs> and just put that on top. Go from, go from there. Yeah. If exactly. all else fails, just abandon the plan and go for something completely different. Sounds fine <laughs> to me. This has not been the easiest process. We've learned a lot though, I feel like so far. Absolutely. And I think what we've mostly learned is the pistachio is not our friend. We have to <laughs> we have to be really careful going forward with pistachios. Pistachios have a problem with us. We wow. don't have a problem with pistachio, but pistachio seems to have a problem with us. We got to be real careful with these guys. They are so precious. The precious pistachio. Precious, precious pistachio. Ooh. My gosh. Well, we'll see everybody in the future then. We'll let yes. you know what happens to these. <laughs> you will get to find out if we've managed to pull it out of our butts and recover <laughs> after uh, having having an overnight uh, <laughs> chance to rest or... Or did it get worse? Or did yeah. it get worse? <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, hard to believe, but quite entirely possible that it could get worse. Well, now that I know that I really needed to be paying closer attention to my yeast situation and that too, but practice makes perfect. So (laughs) it's ironic that before one of the hardest parts of an episode for me was the whipped cream. And now that was the easiest part of the last couple ones we've done. (laughs) You're like, I have conquered one thing to just have this other thing come up and be like, oh, it's not easy. Fuck. Yeah. Victory. Oh, back to zero. Okay, great. <laughs> this is great. This is where I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gluttoners. We'll see you in the future. See you in the future. Wow. These roles. We have thoughts about the roles. <laughs> wow. We're well in the future of the role making and the role eating. And we have thoughts. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Bridget, you want to sure. Take we think that part of our issue with the roles ended up being because I mine were very dense. Yours were also dense. It's extremely that we, dense. Yeah. Did not have the right yeast that we were really supposed to have for this. And I, I'm pretty sold on that being at least 80% of the problems that we had with this recipe. I almost think it's a little too fatty though is my other thought, is that it's just too much fat for what is really necessary. I'd almost not add any additional oil, like pistachio oil to the rolls at the time of making the dough. You've got milk, you've got butter, then you're adding in two ounces of oil in addition to that, plus your paste has oil in it. I think that the the oil was overkill. So I think you'd have to back off on some form of fat somewhere just because I feel like it was a really dense dough and the pistachio flavor didn't deliver for having that much of a dense dough. Totally agree. And that's my biggest uh, two complaints. Again, super dense. Every piece of that roll had pistachio in it and I couldn't really taste the pistachio. 
I think we rushed things a little bit too. So it's hard to know what was on us, what was the yeast, what was the fat in the dough. But I think we both said if we were to do it again, we'd find just like a simple cinnamon roll dough recipe and use that dough and still maybe make a pistachio paste, but simplify it way down. And like Gretchen said, like try to get back to that, like kind of a lighter, fluffier kind of roll. I don't think it would be worth taking another crack at it. Maybe just doing a plain dough and then having the pistachio in the center and then making a pistachio frosting would be Mm -hmm. more than enough to really give us that good pistachio flavor that we were looking for. But again, density of the roll really probably colored a lot of the opinion on this. So totally. I won't do it again. I won't like as written, you mean. As written, I won't do it again. Yeah, exactly. It was fun using the paste for sure. The paste was delicious and so good. Yes. <laughs> I'll d- I will definitely at least do pistachios again, the pistachio paste again. I'm probably going to take another crack at the actual roll recipe just, just to see if I can get it to work. Cause I want it. I want it. I want it to be as good as I can imagine it to be. And <laughs> something right. went wrong last time. Right. And maybe it's not the recipe. <laughs> it's probably something we did. Some reservations recommended yeah. with some reservations and make sure you get the right things. And it ended up feeling kind of complicated for me just with making the frosting, making the paste, making the dough, all the steps of the dough and the rising of the dough. And if, and again, we rushed, so that could be part of it. But I think, can't remember if we said three or four world level when we started. Uh, I, I think we maybe said three, but I definitely think it should be considered a four. Definitely so. a four for me, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish we had better assessment of that, but this is what you're getting. This is, yep. this is, this is our opinion of it. <laughs> Paste of plus rolls, we got to figure out yeah. more, more, not, more, not quite more research needed on yeah. the, the rolls. Yep. So anyway. as always, though, we'll post our thoughts on highgluttony.com and you can find pictures of our attempts, our creations at, on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for joining us on our weird pistachio roll adventure. <laughs> Hopefully you have more success than we did. Off we go. Off we go. I even found my pistachio, my pistachios, my coconuts. I found my coconuts. Oh, and... yeah. I know where oh, we wow. are. <laughs> I never forget. I never remember to get them anymore. <laughs> you know, they're living in my room. Not the best place to have Hey, everybody. One last word from Gretchen here. Turns out the yeast I was using was a low-growing yeast. They exist and are out there. So make sure you read what type of yeast you are supposed to have. It will make your baking a lot easier. Came through a lot of nice trial and error on my dad's part. So thank you, dad. Shout out for uh, your continued experimentation with bread baking. Off we go.